0: What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do
1: life with listen it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives we don't have all the answers but we're down to figure it out together thanks for listening here's our latest episode of wait Wait. hold up
0: beautiful people hello everyone welcome back to wait holds up i'm jessica and i'm yarel and today you can't see our faces we've got massive smiles because <laughs> this is a guest who is long 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 overdue oh my god we've wanted her on the show
1: since we started we probably. got that yeah. house ticket in la what's <laughs> up <laughs> for real And she's she's one of those peeps that is super busy, has so much going on, so we're just super glad that she was able to make it, and we're flattered that she was able to make the time. Yeah, so
0: So you're like, who are they talking about? So who is this wonderful being? Without further ado, today we have Linda Garcia. She is a Mexican-American California native with a diverse body of work. Passionate about creating content, she helped launch the first major Latino Hollywood movie studio, Lionsgate Panteleon Films. She's been a major player for companies like Netflix and AT&T, but it's her latest career move that's got us all inspired. Passionate about spiritual growth, Linda launched the Let There Be Loose podcast where she's helped women harness their intuitive power during menstruation, led them through powerful meditations, and supports women embracing their God-given power and potential. She has received an overwhelming response from women all across the globe and has begun to hold healing energy workshops. Linda! Hi! Hey, yes, girl. Or yes. as many of you know her as Loose la luz de nuestra vida. Luz
1: Warrior. That's how yeah. I I was like, oh, hey, what's up, Luz? And it's like, yes. no, I'm Linda.
0: <laughs> I, I know. Actually, we do go back and forth. Like, is Luz on yeah. the podcast? Yeah, it's, yes. yeah, it's,
2: yes. like, it's Linda.
0: Linda, it's such welcome. Such an honor
2: to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you ladies and Jamming it out on the mics today, yes. and
1: as much as she's super dope about everything she's doing, she always looks super fly. I know. I don't. Know, how do you do it, girl? Like, <laughs> I need to go and like check in your closet,
0: check out all these things that you have. <laughs> just even look at all these little things that she has on her. I know she has a really outfit. cute like Frida pin. A little wait, I call it a moño We just discussed this, yeah. and I, we're both rocking moños right now. But you the call bun. it a chongo.
2: Chongo, chongo. <laughs> <laughs> or like a the bun. Yeah,
0: you guys are totally yeah. both rocking the bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Love I'm, it today and Jessica learns Mexican Spanish. (laughs) So, I mean, we could get into a little bit of that. Yeah, where's your style inspo come from?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I'm really inspired by basics. I've been inspired by basics for a really long time. So I love to always have basics. Um, I love... I love Maria Felix, so I'm super into jewelry. I always have been into jewelry. I love collecting jewelry because I feel like if I have a solid basic wardrobe Mm -hmm. and I just have dope little pieces of jewelry, then that can carry me through versus focusing on my wardrobe because then it's like, oh, yeah, she wore this black. You know, you focused on my pin. But what you don't know is that this is a two year old jacket Mm -hmm. and this is like a three year old, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bodysuit. But you focused on the my and it little brings reset. the pop of
0: color yeah. in and just sort of I love ties this. Everything yeah. Into love that. It. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So my focus is always jewelry and shoes, sneakers. You know, pretty much. So, yeah, that's pretty
0: it. I just I just like to keep it super basic. Yeah. No. What I love is I feel like I vibe with your fashion a lot because it's feminine but masculine at the same time. And there's like like ways that you play with that, and I really. And you 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 do that a lot, yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, "Hey, girl. Hey, hey what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we like
1: we
2: like fell in love actually Both we fell you. in love at, at your, your birthday. birthday party. Yeah. What do you know? I was like, she walked up to the table and I was like, I don't know who you are. I'm obsessed with your outfit. Loving the hair, loving the drop crotch black pants. I'm loving your vibe. Like I'm in love like, with who you. Are you. Yeah, yeah let's and be we, friends. We got
0: married that night. And so yeah. hey y'all, I that's love it. My boo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, and not only that, but I think one of the other things other than, other than your fashion is your energy, and that's what a lot of people connect yeah. to. That's what I know. We both vibe yeah. with. So I would. I really want to. I know you've done so many great things in film, and you've really helped changed the digital landscape for Latinos, which has been amazing. Um, But as much as that's awesome, I really want to get into your podcast and your and and one word in particular that I I think about when I think of you and that's intuition Mm. and how you learned how to tap into your intuition and how that's helped lead you into this moment that you're in right now
2: yeah well let's just get into it I'm gonna tell you there's a big trigger warning when it comes to leaning into my intuition huge trigger warning so when I was a really little girl I was probably around um, four years old i was sexually abused and i had i was being sexually abused for about all of the summer monday through friday Mm -hmm. while i was going to a babysitter's home and i had this weird thought experience that i didn't belong to my parents Mm -hmm. and that i wasn't of this earth because this awful experience was happening to me That I must belong to someone else who wouldn't hurt me or allow for harm to come near me. And I believed that I was the daughter of the moon.
0: (laughs) At four years old. Beautiful. Yes. Wow.
2: And I would look at the moon and I would tell her in Spanish, because that was my first language, I would tell her, like, like, why are you leaving me here on my own? Why haven't you saved me? I know you're going to save me, but why haven't you saved me? Why am I still here? And it's so crazy to look back on that today, just on the foundation of the podcast that I have and to tie all of that together as if I knew that She would eventually save me and that I I was her daughter Mm. and that she was going to guide me through certain phases of my life. Um, But intuitively, I honed in on that voice. Then I became really close to nature at that same time with trees and and the earth and grass and all of those things, I believed that that was my family and not the family that I had. So,
1: and did you feel at some point that she saved you? Like, did that happen? Yeah. I
2: feel just now recently with let there be lose, um, the voice became stronger and stronger throughout the years. I followed the voice. I mean, I was very, passionate about following my intuition. Just to give you an example, when I was 6 years old, I started my CCD classes. And my mom, I came home from my second class of CCD and I told my mom, "I'm not going to do my first communion." And she was like, "¿Cómo que no vas a hacer tu primera comunión?" And I was like, "I'm not doing my first communion." I don't believe what I'm being told. There's something that isn't right. And I feel like God is telling me to find another path. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you can't decide. You're not allowed to decide what to do. This is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But I think she came She came across this little being that was like, oh, no. No, not going to happen. Try not- me. <laughs> yeah. And she, I think at that point she knew like,
0: I'm not going to be able to convince her. I'm not going
2: to make her go. I can't.
0: So what was it about your CCD class? I'm not Catholic, so um, I'm not exactly sure what that is like. But what was it about? Was it the God element? Was it about the saints? What was it about it that you felt immediately was off?
2: Immediately, I think the he, the he, mm. he, he, and the role that the woman played, she was always just the woman. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, so immediately there, there was something that I felt like I didn't connect to right. and the power that a man had, almost like we were under the man's jurisdiction consistently mm-hmm. that I really didn't resonate with. I felt like we were
0: much more powerful than what the church was actually saying that we were. Wow. Wow. You know when they talk about old souls, like literally, you absolutely were that at six yeah. years. Because at six years old to be was well, sixth think, grade. Sixth oh, grade. Oh, I'm sorry, sixth grade. grade. But mm-hmm. still, twelve yeah, years old, right? To right. right? yeah. so then be thinking about this, you're taking away my power. Mm-hmm. This religion here, this class is trying to make me uh, less than a second class citizen next to wh- whatever, whoever, whichever man I'm standing next to, and that's and that's, that's profound. It's so crazy because I feel
1: that even for myself going back to that time in my life where I was completely in Catholic school and going on Saturdays and Sundays the only I I want I remember for Halloween I just wanted to dress like the Virgin Mary and I I was like for Christmas Virgin Mary because it was the only woman figure I felt was there that, that was even discussed yeah it was it was it was it was such a he 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 world right that like it was like she was the only one that was somewhat representative of like who i was as a little woman that makes you me know? so that just made my whole heart and light like, up i have so many photos and my mom would always be like she wants to be a virgin mary that's what i and wanted I, to be all the time too and it's crazy because I, I think at some point at at school so much the nuns would be like, it's not about her. It's about him. It's about God. Right. Mm. At, at some point they told me and I was like, this lady um, <laughs> and going home and telling my parents that. And my parents were just like, this girl is just weird. And she's just, you know, thinking too much and reading too much. But I it's it's such an interesting topic there
2: i mean yeah just, you know, i agree 100 i can wholeheartedly relate to that i wanted to dress like la virgen de guadalupe so much there was something about the constellation on her veil yeah. that i was so attracted to in the moon uh under her feet that i knew i'm like there's something here there's there's a message the for me because i always saw moon. i always saw the moon in the, the stars mm-hmm. and i was like and for me, there was such a strong validation there from the time. Let's go back to the time I was three, four years old, getting sexually abused, praying to the moon, who was someone that would light up mm. at night when I was safe because I wasn't being sexually abused at night. I was being sexually abused when the sun was out. Mm. So in my little brain, I would correlate the sun to danger and the moon to the being safe. Wow. Yeah. So seeing oh the Vitican with the constellation and the moon was almost a, it was almost like she was an embodiment yes. of who my mother was. And I love the fact that you said, I mean, you're addressing the moon as a woman. Yes. It's, I mean,
1: uh, that obviously has la to be. La luna. La yes, luna, right? right? And it's like, and it's. I mean, cause I, I can, all these things that you're saying about even the moon, like I have, I feel like I have a crazy connection with the moon. Like I flow with her faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I flow with her faces. Like I feel what she's feeling. I'm like, man, like she's going through it, even if I'm not going through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think I realized that till like, you know, I was older, so yeah. it's fascinating that it came to you at such a young age.
2: I, it came to me, but I think just like you, I think it came to you even at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I realized it fully until just recently. You were able to like me, until I yeah. was able to until my intuition was giving me really specific. Um, specific instructions and that's how Let There Be Lose was born. So through those specific instructions I agreed I'm gonna listen to you and that's when the the initial moon series from Let There Be Lose happened. So
0: now that's a long time between you being in sixth grade to then the Let There Be Lose series Mm -hmm. happening. So I really am curious about how because it's clear that you connected to your intuition at a young age Was there ever a moment where you lost that connection and how did you reconnect? Because I think there's a lot of us who who still to this day are like, I don't know if I'm connected. I'm still trying to figure this out. So do you have any tips for how people can learn to connect to their intuition?
2: Yeah. So I do think that I did lose connection for a while in my 20s. I spent a lot. I was really drinking heavily. I was trying to cope with my past. I hadn't really coped with the sexual abuses of my childhood and being abused for all of the years to come because it was very cyclical for me. So when I finally came into a place where I completely embraced the darkness and started drinking and started partying, Mm. I totally lost myself and I looking back, it's not something that I regret. I think I just embraced the darkness and I needed that. It really brought me closer to being able to understand what my intuitive voice is Mm -hmm. and also understanding once the light unfolded, the power that it had because I was in the dark for such Mm -hmm. a long time, um, that I felt like that really unraveled for me. I think, What's really great about following your intuitive voice or taking tips or anything like that, I really think understanding the moon's phases and seeing where you align with the moon is a really simple but almost scientific way to follow and listen to your intuitive voice because you can find out when you are the most intuitive, which is when you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can start to listen to your intuitive voice in that way. It's also when you're supposed to set intentions. Mm. So I think that would be my biggest tip is to identify the phases of the moon and see where you align with the phases in the moon. moon journal so that we can see what yeah.
1: I mean it's so it's so interesting because I feel like I have crazy intuition, right? Like I always feel. I mean, I think we all do. I yeah. think as human beings, it's like that sixth sense that we all have, but somehow it's like it's like a muscle. When you don't when you don't work it, when you don't strengthen it, it's not going to be as strong as another muscle in your body. So the more that you tap into it, the more that you listen to it, the more that you that you really work at it for whatever whatever it takes—meditating, reading, silence, journaling—but um, for a lot of I think a lot of our listeners or just a lot of people in general, uh, they always ask me like, "What does that voice sound like? Mm. Like, what the intuition? Like, what is it? Where is it coming from? It's your gut? Is your heart? It's your soul? Like,
2: how how would you describe it?" Yeah. So I can. Most of the time, hear it as my own voice. It sounds like me. Mm -hmm. Verbally, it sounds like me. But it's not just my voice. I also feel like it definitely, I feel like it depends on how much strong, how strong the vibration is. It can come from either my chest, my heart, or it can come from my stomach. Most of the time when I feel my intuition warning me of something where it's trying to get me to pull back, don't go, it comes from my gut. Like it's almost like it's strapping me from my mm. from my stomach and having me to pull back. When it wants me to expand and move forward, I feel like it comes more from my heart, and I can feel some expansion happening like this. But when it's coming from my gut, it's like mm, no. Yeah, it's like even even when you feel like that gut. It's feeling, a punch you know, it's to the like gut. gut. It's like yeah,
0: yeah, retract. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. What do you think happens when you continue to ignore your intuition? The shit. <laughs> Shit happens. I'm not even I feel like chaos happens. Mm.
2: Like every time I've ignored my intuition, I'm like placing myself in this huge black hole of all of this karma that I'm eventually going to have to work myself out of. And here's the beauty of it is it's not bad. Mm. It's like hardcore lessons. You're just putting yourself through this boot camp of hardcore lessons. And I feel like sometimes we need that. I know yeah. for me, I perform better in a boot camp scenario where I have like a coach, mm. you know, telling me, you need to do drop down and give me 50. That's how I feel. That's what I feel takes place when you're not listening to your mm. intuition. Mm-hmm. You're sort of getting put through it. But some people work better like that. And I know that's happened to me that time when I was in the dark area of my life in my 20s, I went through it. And I'm sure good things came out of it. Beautiful things came out of it. That is when my real expansion happened. Mm. That's why I say I can't take, I'm so grateful for the darkness. I embrace it. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and go through it. And I did that all through my 20s. And then beautiful manifestations began to happen that I feel that I'm still... Um, rejoicing in the light that's coming from back then and I, and what I think about intuition you know we talk a lot about these you know
1: religion obviously and different ways of healing that people do and people go through but it you cannot really connect it to anything and like tie it down to no this is Christianity yes. this is what the mm. Bible says intuition is or this is what I don't know um brujería is no it really is something Again, that we all have and that we all
0: we all can tap into. And I think that if people do need a sense of 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 a connection, I think that intuition in my the way I hear it is also like like the way God speaks to you, right? And I think that the problem is when we start talking about religion, we start talking about what man made. We need to get man like away from the table because Mm -hmm. man has destroyed so much using uh a, a god institutionalized the word god. Yeah. religion right yeah. and so it's interesting because my sister is um an episcopal priest and for her you know god is a woman and it's you know god our mother and when we and she's challenged me before and she said try praying and talking to god in the feminine Say, God, you know, um, I I just need her power right now to fill me and to think about God, your mother. Wow. Um, and I've actually That's been attending powerful. It is powerful. And it's interesting how my, my intuition, I mean not my intuition, my instinct is for he, 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 he. Yeah. Like dear yeah. yeah, heavenly yeah. father, God. Father, like, father, yeah. father. And I actually was started going to an episcopal church around here that the priest also a man. God, our mother, please come to us today. Bless us with your love. And just hearing, hearing, God, our mother, bless us with your love. It this, the maternal love is so different from a paternal love. Like oh, I have a great relationship yeah. with my father, so it's. I, I'm not saying anything negative, but there's just something very like. I don't know. I just feel like warm. Yeah. Like the fact that we're both saying that word. Yes. It's a bosom. It's warmth. It's like a comfort. It's an understanding without having to speak, you know, it's um, mashed potatoes. It's mashed potatoes (laughs) with like, I like some like cheese in there. But yeah. And I'm, you know, I know you didn't have the strongest relationship with your mom. So I still don't. Was that like the idea of the maternal? Does that hard for you? I think, yeah, it's
2: definitely hard, but like I said, I think that is why I identified the moon yeah, as my mother, mother. Mm. at such a young age, because I think I knew that I wasn't going to have that. I didn't have that connection with her. She has such a beautiful relationship with my little sister, mm. which is I take, you know, it's my little sister's relationship with her. But you can imagine as a, as another child, that's really difficult to watch mm. when you see that the woman you, that's your mother is capable of loving and being caring and warm towards someone. But for whatever reason, that doesn't happen with you. And so I think that is why I found, you know, the moon as my mother. And mm. that's who that is. Always, forever, por vida, till death. I love
1: that <laughs> you know, so much. I love that too. And speaking, I mean, going back and talking so much about intuition, you meant you said that it led you to even the place where you are now yes. and it led you to let there be loose. Mm-hmm. And now you you don't even have Uh, when you record your podcast, you don't even have a script, an idea of what you're saying. No. You literally get in front of the mic and just
0: let your You're a freestyle a spiritual freestyle, for real. (laughs) i like i'll t- I that's take awesome. that I in the bio i'll let, I gave that one to you <laughs> <laughs> she, needs, we need, she needs to get credit <laughs>
1: yeah. i'm her manager <laughs>
0: i like it yeah yeah no i'm super interested in in learning about how let there be loose started and the response that your tribe because yeah. they're your tribe man they go hard they, they go, go hard. hard for you that's so, love tra- man, Tribe, that's we're just throwing it out there we love her too so yeah tell us about this genesis and like how this all came about yeah so I was in a in another really dark
2: place I needed a a creative outlet and I knew I wanted to do a spiritual podcast and I knew the name was let there be lose but I was like what am I going to talk about I don't know I don't know at the same time my intuition had been telling me after I had my son to stop using tampons Mm and i was like no i'm not going to stop using tampons like that's nasty you want me to use a pad you know and i think my intuition every month every time i would insert that tampon and it would scrape the my vagina walls and it was so invasive and so hard for me to digest it was such an uncomfortable situation that i had never encountered before until after i had my son every single time i did that pulled it out and put it back in my intuition was like stop Doing that. Mm. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear a pad. Gross AF, because I had this idea that it was gross and you can see my pad and my butt and all of Mm -hmm. these things, right? Your stain, your clothes.
0: Stinky. And I
2: have to like, I just don't like
0: the flow. I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) That feeling, not the best. (laughs) But it's so,
1: but it's crazy because I go through that a lot where lately it's been that. You're thinking about it and then it's like, oh, what am I doing to my body as I'm putting this piece of whatever inside and then... And then it's it, it's even painful to some extent. Yeah. Where it's like I'm, I'm I've been looking at like have you guys seen like the underwear like little undies things? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, I mean at all these like vegan tampons, I mean, yeah, girl, you're 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Tell
2: me. Yes, yeah, so I started listening and then my intuition said, "Okay, now I want you to stop drinking beer while you're on your period." I'm like, it, "That's how clear my intuition is. It's wow. direct instruction. So I'm like now you want me By the switch. way, she has a beer.
1: By She's doing it right,
2: right, right now. now. So rat. Rat. I Let, Let me, me, don't me know where you're at. <laughs> not at <on> my period. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. And then the next, my next bleed came and it was on the new moon. And my period said, this isn't a coincidence. Mm. And I researched and I was mind blown. I was so mind blown that I was like, this is it. This is the podcast. Every single woman that I come in contact with needs to know this information. So what I found out is that back in ancient times, when women bled, men would put up tents for the women or um, moon lodges. They would put up certain areas for women. Women were not to tend babies or children they were not to tend husband they were not to cook they were not to do anything and they were placed in these tents and all they were do they were to do was to congregate with each other and go inward the men would give all of the women the problems that the society had at the time and women would sit there during their period and they would figure out these problems because men believed that during this time women were able to connect to their intuition they were able to connect to the gods that would then deliver the, the, the solutions to the problems that would then be solved. This is why we later had sacrificing of animals. This is what this is believed. I wasn't there, but everything in my body tells me, yes, 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 I believe it. Uh-huh. This is why later men began sacrificing animals and sacrificing human beings to get that same blood that women achieve naturally because they thought maybe it's the blood mm. that they're giving to the gods that... That's, they That's connect with. So, that makes so much sense. Yes, so women would sometimes even lay on the ground. It's it, This is in the Bible too, by the way. Women would sometimes lay on the ground and just let the blood flow onto the earth wow. itself to give back to the earth. So they would come up with all of these solutions to resolve issues and every th- solution that they would come with would flourish. And so then somewhere along the line, we were taught that you hate this time. You're yeah, disgusting. Yeah. You go through pain. You, everything you touch is cursed. Now you're in the tent because you're ostracized. Yeah. Yes. Basically we, we gained so much power that it just flipped on us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it so was crazy. It flipped on us. So, so, so crazy.
2: when I found this information out, I was like, I have to tell everybody. To how do I tell everybody?
0: You hit record and you You know,
1: and you share it with the
2: world.
0: Yeah. And what was that response like the moment that you put that out there? The same way I felt, the same way
2: I reacted. So I learned about this information and I became a student of it because I didn't want to just learn it and regurgitate Mm -hmm. it. I wanted to learn it and practice it. So I began to track my cycle and how I felt because there's four phases that we go to. So there's about a week where we can hone into this power and then the power that we receive and the information we receive, the following week is where we go into action and we need to start executing basically our intentions. Sometimes people think that we, when we write our intentions, we're immediately supposed to execute them. You're actually supposed to wait until you stop your bleed. And that week when you stop your bleed and you have all of this like new refreshed energy, you're feeling yourself, mm-hmm. you want to go outside. <laughs> that is when you start executing those intentions. Okay. So we write our intentions during your bleed. Okay. Yes. And then after you stop bleeding, that is when you start you know taking the steps to manifest your intentions yes
0: got that one down right And, and I also want to, just for our listeners, there's a whole series on Let yes. There Be Loose and I would definitely recommend, I remember listening to it like while I'm like doing like one of my like um, masks, my clay mask, and I can't move my face because it was getting so, so, like, that's so good. And I'm like just <laughs> writing everything down and I'm like, my face is cracking because there were a couple of moments where you're like, what? And so my eyebrows are trying to like make a move and that's they're like, can't. And, and I'm like, can't. okay, loose. I can't right now with you. <laughs> <laughs> but and and so what I'm really also obsessed with is the fact that I in the going back to sixth grade where you were like, Nah ma, there's something wrong They're mm-hmm. they're they're trying to keep us from our power mm-hmm. and very full circle is that you are helping so many women step into their power. And I know a lot of that is also through healing because you were traumatized as a young person. So. In that experience, like, what has the feedback been like when you speak about your trauma, and when, and and you know, and the tools that you give and help other women to sort of look at it as yes, it was a, a horrible time in their lives, but it doesn't have to dictate the way that they move forward in the future. Yeah, And
1: with that, uh, Linda has has your relationship with your mom
2: changed? Does she know about this? And what no. about no, no, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Um. So. What was your question? I'm sorry. Sorry. totally I was like, let me not forget.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just curious about, you know, you opening up about your trauma, what that response has been like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well,
2: here's what's interesting is that supposedly, you know, one in five girls are sexually Mm. or maybe I'm sorry, it's five out of 10 girls are sexually abused, I believe, I've had a Modelo, <laughs> so I don't know if those stats are are right or wrong, but it's pretty, it's close to that. I think it's, it's, it is, it's five out of 10. And I don't believe that because i ev- almost every woman that I've come in contact with, it's almost like opposite that, you know, I feel like so many women that I've come in contact with have been sexually abused mm. and there's only like one, like, Where she's like i haven't you know and it's like who are you where'd you come from you know how how did you live your life Mm. because there's so many women that i've come in contact with that have been sexually abused um that's one thing so a lot of the women have embraced. You, you all resonated with just hearing the story of the phases and the moon and and when we're supposed to write our our um, intuition or intentions. when we're intentions. Yes. So you resonated with it. So you can just imagine like all of the listeners that began resonating with this on the Yoni series, which is the second series on Let There Be Loose. That's when we actually go into sexual abuse, and so many women came forward talking about their stories and how wow. it it really was powerful. But here's what I really like to focus on and I'm, and thank you Jess for mentioning this is that I really don't like to stay paralyzed and becoming the victim because in everything that I was the victim in or I was hurt and I was abused, there's also a stronger part of me that has become strong enough to be able to help someone else mm-hmm. rise. And I realized that if I could stay in the victim mentality and talk shit about men all day long and talk shit about this and that and be negative and, you know, but it's not serving me at all. And if we stay in that space, it's not going to serve anybody. The only way we can come away, like rise up from being that is to take, we have to take some, some amount of responsibility. Here's my personal situation is that I was a victim of sexual abuse from the time I was a very, very tiny little girl until the time I was an adult. And the problem for me was that I didn't accept responsibility until I was in my late twenties.
0: But how are you supposed to accept responsibility? Yeah, like as a little a girl. child. Yes.
2: Okay, I agree. I could have told somebody what happened at some point, and I know this is very hard to hear and it is very controversial. I could have told somebody at at, at one point. It took 27 years for me to tell somebody. And the only reason I like to talk about this right now is because if there's a little girl that this is happening to at 10 years old, I want to tell her you can take responsibility and say something right now. It is okay. There is a safe space for you to do this. But I feel like the energy that was surrounding me at this time was like you can't say anything or tell anything anybody. And so that is what responsibility looks like for me is that responsibility is getting little Linda out of there and saying, Hey, this, somebody help Help me. me. This is happening to me and it is not okay.
0: And you know, that, that is what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, because for me, you're right. The immediate response is like, no, baby, you do not blame yeah, yourself. Yeah. Like, it's you're, your you fault. know, right. um, which I'm sure you got that as well. But I think that there is this sense of what you're doing and what so many other women are doing are just trying to make these conversations okay. larger. Because if we yeah. take them from, behind the closed doors mm-hmm. and we bring them to platforms like this then i mean i don't know if there's any 10 year old girls listening to us but that's not the point if their sister's listening to it in their bedroom if someone's you know and they can something. It on their they car, see something there's like a recognition of like yeah. oh wait what she's describing i've feel because at that age you're also like you don't know know. what to call it you don't know so there's a sense of just trying to like we want to protect our kids so much Mm -hmm. but also like this world is not one that we can protect them for entirely no not only that but
2: i think a lot of the times what happens is that we get into this victimhood mentality and what takes place is that we allow men to constantly abuse us all the way into our adulthood and we're still being abused and And not just sexually yeah physically physically, mentally it turns into abuse full circle and we feel like we deserve this this is all I've had we're we're constantly being the victim so for me it's just being able to help women to move out of that space instead of blaming someone else and asking Mm -hmm. ourselves what is it about ourselves where we believe that we deserve this type of treatment because if I'm a grown ass woman at, I'm 38 years old and I'm allowing for a man to treat me this way, I have to accept responsibility that there's a part of me that believes that I deserve to be treated this way. And I know how hard this is for some people to hear. And again, I know it's controversial, but if I didn't stand up for myself, I would still be abused and I would still be cuddled, coddled by other women that like, it's okay. I know what you're going. No, it's time for us to embrace the power that we have from within and rise up and accept responsibility for our participation and some of the stuff that goes on and move forward and help other women come to the light. Did that happen, that uh, taking responsibility of some
1: sort of, uh, I don't know, things that happened in life with your mom and your relationship
2: with her? And then now with your, has that changed now with your with your children? I think that when I – it it actually wasn't co- connected to my mom. It was connected to my daughter because I have mm-hmm. a 23-year-old daughter. And so I realized that if I didn't accept some sort of responsibility, I was essentially putting my daughter in some sort of danger and possibly putting her in a place where she could also get hurt mm-hmm. because she didn't know what someone – look like that stood up for themselves. She only knew what someone looked like that was constantly being abused. Mm -hmm. So it was more for the generation moving forward instead of looking backward. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, with my mom, we haven't, to answer your question from earlier, is we haven't been able to come to a place where we come to a resolution. And that is because she's not necessarily ready. I think a lot of my thinking is way too progressive for her even when I right. was in sixth grade right. to tell her I'm not going to do this the first words out of her mouth was like pues eres hija del diablo Una rebelde. She, yeah she couldn't process what my decisions were and why and I think you know in the long run looking at the situation as hard as As hard as it is to say this, it is for the betterment of my children that my mom is not involved in my life. And that is so hard to say because all you want is your mom, most especially when you see that your mom can carry on a um, great relationship with her other daughter and their grandchildren and you see what's formulating there and you don't have that. But I have to remember that I have to stay strong and healthy for what I am creating and the legacy that I'm putting forward with my daughter and my son and what I want my holidays to look like and
0: yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that that's that's a word for people who because i think that as we get older we want our relationships especially with our family to to take a form that is a little bit more traditional and sometimes it's just impossible. And or for ve- the sake or, of your very own, like
1: fairy tales I'm just like yes. movie like right. you right? Know? Like this p- fam- perfect family.
0: We're uh, all wearing the same pajamas.
2: pajamas. Yeah. I mean, you know. that
0: is a dream. It's <laughs> a dr- but, for, right. But sometimes we can create it for the future. Exactly. And that's what you're doing right now is that you're breaking the patterns mm-hmm. um, and the chains that, were not serving anyone no. in that particular instance, and I and you're doing it for your kids. Um, there was something that you also mentioned about what you're doing for women and in building community, and you recently held your red tent. Yes. So can you tell us what that? is and what that experience was like. Yes. So the red tent is
2: really a direct reflection of the information that I discovered back when I listened to my intuition. And it's just this tent where women are celebrating the new moon. Most of them are bleeding. It's a powerful, um, experience. So I wanted to really make the, the red tent mainstream. A lot of white women celebrate the red tent. And I really wanted for women of color to experience this as well. I think it is so powerful that they go back to ancestral knowledge, our ancestral knowledge, and they celebrate it and they open the space up. So I wanted to make sure that we did it for, you right. know, mm-hmm. uh, yes. So it was so powerful. It was, it was, um, an instruction that I received from my intuition right away. Girl, and I, I, need was like, <laughs> I need to borrow oh like, yeah, your intuition. I need to, like, hang out with her. Like, does
0: she have a name? <laughs> you know what? She doesn't. I should probably think about that. I think her name that. is Luna. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Luna and Luz chilling. Girl, yeah. I'll put you another show idea in your head. Watch out now. I'm, dro- <laughs> I, I'm in, like, happy writing
1: mode.
2: You're just dropping, like, yeah. all these ideas, Jess. <laughs> Uh, She was like, you know, six weeks from now, you're going to have this event. I'm like, six weeks from now? I don't know if I can do this. And my intuition was like, no, you're going to do this. This idea came down on a Friday. I spent from Friday night to Sunday morning writing every exercise that was going to take place. And I wrote, broke down every single exercise. There were so many powerful exercises. I'm gonna t- talk to you guys about one of the the exercises because I think it is so important. But as we broke the exercises down, I started to understand that I was writing the exercises for other women that would come into the circle and lead those exercises. That it wasn't going to be me leading them, and that it was very important for me to open up space so for cool. other women, not necessarily just like I'm leading this, I'm leading this. No. It was other women. The first exercise that we opened up with was called the sacred feminine connection and that was really simple. You know, you usually open up an event with drinks and hors d'oeuvres. We didn't have alcoholic drinks because we wanted to be mindful. We didn't have phones so no one really got to, you know, Instagram and all of that stuff. But what we did was dismantle negative feminine energy. So I had women drink their cocktails and eat their fruit. They had no idea this was coming. We gave them 20 minutes of that and then I said, okay. I want you to now walk up to another woman in the room that you're jealous of, mm. that you feel inferior to, next to, that made you feel little, that you feel bigger than too. I want you to walk up to that woman and I want you to, I don't want you to say one thing. The only thing I want you to do is to look into that woman's eyes. That's it. That's all I want you to do. I want you to dismantle that energy because let's be real. Every time we walk into a room, that is the type of energy we feel. And if we practice and exercise dismantling that energy right now, we will be able to dismantle it every time we walk into a room. I want you to look at every single woman like she is a God because she is. And so are you. And so every time you look at another woman and you envy her, note that you are a direct reflection of what you feel about yourself. Yes. I know.
0: God. (sighs)
2: Linda. Okay. (laughs) You should
0: have seen their eyes. Yeah, well, look (laughs) at our (laughs) eyes. Look (laughs) at our (laughs) eyes. I'm like, (gasps) what? Because you're immediately calling out the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. To me, that was the most powerful exercise. We had amazing exercises, but to me, that was one that my intuition would not let up. And I kept telling my intuition, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Like, you know, my intuition's like, you're gonna go first. And the girls were like, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I'm you're gonna like, go first. Like damn you bitch like <laughs> you. Exactly. Yeah, it was supposed to be for you guys. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go first but as i move i want you to empower yourself and move don't just sit there like a telenovela watching who i'm gonna go approach like let's just move together this isn't easy Mm. for me it's not easy for me but it's something that we need to address and let's address it yeah i
0: I know it's It's you know we had um and i know she's a friend of yours Marcela Ann and we talked a lot about energy and I think that you're right, that there's something about the energy that we carry with us and the way that we start our interactions. And I genuinely believe that, you know, the day I met actually the day I met both of you, the energy was so pure between us. It wasn't like, um, who's she, what's she doing? Why she, why she looks so cute. (laughs) Like, you know, and and I, I I wish that we could have more of that because clearly beautiful relationships are formed out of like, you're amazing and I'm not saying I'm not amazing by saying that you're no, amazing right. it's not like there's only one, one adjective ad- that we could choose yeah. from yeah. and like only one of us yeah. gets it yeah. yeah
1: and and it's something that we talk a lot about as well we talked about it with the girls from Tamarindo it's like we sometimes get in each other's way as yeah. women mm-hmm. because of this negative feminine energy of like mm-hmm. oh yeah well she probably slept with someone to get there Ooh, Totally, look at her this oh mm-hmm. and it's like That is dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it's sad that we continue to feed into it instead of being like, yo, you're so dope. Let's be friends. Yeah. Because
2: sometimes it's just easier to go to do the first route you right know, then and to- we're trained that way right we're taught that way we're, we've been taught that way we've been taught to hate each other we've been taught that way i i, I don't think it's all our fault i think we've watched moms and tias and christmas too many novelas and <laughs> novelas and the, whole and the patriarchy has put, put it us as, as, against as yeah, one each yeah. One it's like it's like this idea and i
1: say this all the time it's like if there's a uh, slice of pizza on the table and the three of us are just trying to get a piece of the pizza and there's the the slice of pizza and there's a whole big old pizza right here but we haven't noticed it because we're so busy just trying Mm. to get that little slice and then there's men outside of this room just watching us laughing at like us going at it hating on each other you know uh, sabotaging relationships instead of noticing that there's like not one one pizza five pizzas waiting for us
0: each one of us Gets a pizza. Each one of us gets a whole pizza. Get a pizza. Like, but no, we're here. Get we the- Oprah this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what was the response? Like, so after you moved. Were the women like you know like they baby moved steps? right away?
2: Really? They mo- they, they actually were open. they it was were not open yeah anymore. they moved it? right away. I do have to bring up another exercise that my intuition came up with, which was called Light for Your Younger Sister. And Light for Your Younger Sister was lighting the candle, having the eldest woman in the room light their candle from the altar, and then take it to the to the second eldest and so on and so on until we went around in a circle to our younger sister. Without
1: knowing each other's age or? We had them all oh, set okay, up. Okay.
2: So we had them set up in their age and we just, one of the premises or what, the, what we wanted to teach here was that if you light space for your younger sister. If you light your younger sister's candle, you become so much more powerful because guess what? Some of my flame is yeah. in in your yeah, flame yeah. and then you light you know like yeah, yeah. it keeps going and mm-hmm. going and going and your light is the parent and then finally the whole room lights up
0: and we are your everyone's light is yeah, everyone. Absolutely. We're so
2: much more That's powerful. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I love that, and and I think, and it is almost like there's a sense of you think about one person with their light, and like what can they see in front of them? But you think about a room with candles, and all of a sudden the entire space is illuminated, and we're there's lit. nothing. Right, we're, we're lit, literally. <laughs> like there's nothing that we can't see, and no obstacle that we can't defeat because everything is visible to us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love exactly. it. When is your,
2: are, are you planning another one? Or are you? So we're having, and we are actually, there's a couple of things going on. We are having our first Let There Be Lose Joshua retreat where we're going to the desert. We're going to have a two two nights, three days retreat where we're going to do these types of exercises, not exactly replicating this one, but we're going to have exercises throughout the day. Um, just for women? Just for women, Yes. Um, so that's coming up in April. And then we're also doing a Let There Be Lose Traveling Red Tent where we're going to take these exercises and go into our top cities, our top five cities where we have the most listeners awesome. and bring this experience over to them. So we're... This is awesome, Linda. I'm <laughs> and, so happy for you. Yeah, no,
0: it's, it's incredible. And there's something actually before we wrap up that I was just thinking of. And I know you mentioned that a lot of white women do like the red tent and stuff like that. So your community has definitely um, skewed more towards women of color. And so mm-hmm. have you found that they've told you like there's been a void for uh, this type of content and um, programming for and them? Ants. Absolutely,
2: 100%. Most women that come to the red tents, we actually did a survey and the majority of the women, I think the percentage was like 1%, had had never heard of what a red tent was ever. And then I before, had it. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, no, she me mentioned either. it. And then we brought in these different healing modalities that are accessible, mainly more accessible to white women, but we. Brought in these healing modalities that they've never heard of before either. So it's not only bringing the red tent, but it's bringing the healing modalities that are taking place in this red tent. So there's definitely a need. I always tell the listeners, like, if anyone feels called to do anything spiritual, another podcast, they should most definitely do it because there's such a thirst. I feel like mm. we're in the desert as Latinas and we're so thirsty for this type of content that it, it definitely needs to.
0: Get done for real. Well, we're so yeah. happy that you're doing it, girl. Because you are, her. Yeah. you and Luna out there slaying. <laughs> <laughs> give, yes. give us all the messages. Yes, <laughs> give us all real. the help so everyone can find you on your social media at Let There Be Loose. Yes, awesome. Well, we're just so blessed to have had you on the show today. There's, like, so much you. loose everywhere in my body right now. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> Literally. That, that's a really great and that's, yeah. That's a great visual. Actually, that makes me. I'm like, oh, because there's so many things that come up while we're talking. Yeah. I will say, I noticed what came up for me was when we started talking about periods, that sense of, like, oh, boy, are we going to go into TMI? And I almost, like, it, right? And it's like, why? Why is it TMI? Why is it TMI? Why is it TMI? And so thank you, because thank you for sort of, like, Putting me in a position where I was like, I'm int- mentally like, okay, now we're talking about like blood on the show, <laughs> but it is like we're women, and this is a natural part of, and it's like a beautiful thing as well, and like, it's the it's most powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. And through this, we create life, yeah, and that's Not how just amazing. baby
2: babies, but we. Genuinely create creative babies that way that's why it is so important to write your intentions while you are bleeding because this is when you create creative babies Mm. it's like it's
1: like how Annabelle mentioned it that one time Mm. like we have the power of creating life like imagine what else we can create from there if we only tap into it and when we're not even ashamed of it
0: like right. I love you. Power to the V, y'all. Power, <laughs> Power to the V. Bee. Yes. Power to the V. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. We love you and I love uh, you congratulations all. with everything. Yes, thank and you. Follow her podcast and listen and subscribe and just keep up with all her amazing journeys at Let There Be Loose. Bye. Bye. I'm obsessed with her. Damn, like
1: I feel like I have a, a fireworks in my vagina, like literally and figuratively. I'll share you. I, I'll share with you guys why next week or the following week.
0: But yeah, man, for real, she's like so powerful and so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just love the. I mean, where do I begin? There's so much that I love. I love about, like, f- reclaiming feminine power. I love the idea of what society has taught us to be ashamed of that mm-hmm. we're going to be, that we should be embracing um, and being unashamed of who we are, yeah. how our bodies function, and the sense of sisterhood and community and empowerment. Totally. And just healing that she's gone gone through to be in a space where she can just help so many other women, so... And that she's so, she's not,
1: she's able to share that with us because Mm -hmm. she was so, like, let all these guards down to tell us, this is my story, this is what I've been through, and I've, I've heard it from a lot of other people as well, that they can relate and they've gone through something similar, and now I'm able to deal with it, live with it, and claim it take responsibility of whatever that was and like really live up to my highest potential. You know, like that
0: was, yeah, that was, it was so powerful. So beautiful. So Linda, we love you so much. much.
1: Hashtag we love you,
0: Linda. Yes, you are always welcome here and it's time. Yes. And like we mentioned, make sure to check out her podcast, Let There Be Loose. You could also find her on Instagram at Let There Be Loose. And, you know, we are not in a space where it's like, you've got to follow one or the other. Like, we want you to support her. We're all for about real. it. If you haven't already gotten that memo, we are hashtag girls supporting girls, whatever. Yeah. Support your local home girl, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> so Support so your local home girl. I love that one. That one's going to be dope. I, I'm sure I've seen that one on Instagram yeah. oh, somewhere. Jess, sure. I know, I know. Man. I know. My, my creativity eventually had to run out at this point. Anything
1: <laughs> that you want to talk to with Jessica Molina about anything – Go through me. I'm her agent. This is my manager okay. right I'm her now. Her manager, like agent, setup. publicist, for sure, assistant,
0: anything, everything. Okay, Damn. girl, Let's get it. I got you. That's how I got you. Thank you, <laughs> you, boo. Thank you. On that note, we love you guys. We love so you. Much. Leave us a review. Check us out on all our social. Uh, wait, hold up, pod. Yes. And we love when you guys send us messages. So please, whether it's DM or it's on, it's via email, podcast at gmail.com. Um, Holla you know, at your girls. Hey. Yes, we want to chat. We want to know what episodes you're loving, which ones you're vibing with and oh, connecting sure. with so that we can continue this going. We love you all. We appreciate the support. Until next time. Bye. Wait, hold up. Hey loves, one more thing before we let you go. We have an event coming up that we want to invite you all to. It is a womb workshop. Now, if you remember episode 21 when we had on the womb shaman, Annabelle Viscara, she talked a lot about tapping into your potential in your womb and that it's not just a source to birth babies, but also to birth the ideas that you've had and put them out into the world. So she's going to teach us how to do just that. This is an exploratory workshop where we're going to awaken our superpowers and learn how to consciously be connected to our womb and use it to our advantage. Uh, So we hope that you will join us. It's happening September 15th in Los Angeles, All the details to it are on our Instagram. If you click on the link, it'll lead you to the page where you can get more information, talk about um, how you can get a ticket. And I just think that, you know, when. today what we talked about with Linda is definitely about there's so much potential that we're not even... We're not even touching the surface on it. So I think as women, it's really up to us to reclaim that power. And I think that this workshop is definitely a step in the right direction. So we hope that you will join us. Again, all the information is on our Instagram, at Wade Holds Up Pod. If you click the link in our bio, it'll direct you to all the details. Thank you so much again to Linda, and we love you all. Bye.